Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and he is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Husker Blackshirt himself. Jay, we have another Blackshirt um, Breakdown to do transfer edition. Uh, this one comes uh, via the Georgia Bulldogs. Again, the back-to-back national champs, Arik Gilbert, uh, six foot five, two hundred fifty pound tight end, um, highly touted guy. When he was coming out of high school in 2020, he was a number one rated tight end and he was a number nine overall recruit in the entire class. So look, I mean, I, I think a lot of guy, a lot of college football fans maybe remember Gilbert's name in 2020. He started as a true freshman at LSU. Uh, he caught 35 passes for, uh, 368 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then transferred to Georgia, uh, where right. he spent the past two seasons, 2021 and 2022. Um, kind of a rocky tenure, I guess, with the Georgia uh, Bulldogs. He he stepped away from the program altogether and didn't play college football in 2021. Uh, returned to the team in 2022, but again, only played in three, uh, three games um, as he was behind kind of a loaded tight end room. Um, <laughs> yeah, with the Brock, second least, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, and then Oscar Delp, which is a, a really talented true freshman there that Georgia really likes. So, uh, Jay, initial thoughts on Arik Gilbert? Well, I, I think, it, I mean, the potential and and everything that you need, you know, as far as any recruit, regardless if he's a transfer portal guy or a high school kid is there. So that, I mean, his athletic ability and potential is, is, you know, second to none. So being number one rated coming out of high school and then having a good freshman year at LSU uh, with that championship type of team, you know, that, that bolds and, and tells you what he can do. Now, I think uh, w- what this staff is looking at, I, I think, you know, look, you know, Big risk, big return. I don't think he's a bad kid, you know, where he says like he's been in and out of, you know, legal trouble. I think it's just something for him to get in a situation to where he feels comfortable, surround him with the, you know, outside, you know, resources that is going to lead to success on the field. And, and and whether you think about him or Xavier Betts, I think that this coaching staff is obviously saying, hey, look, you know, the, the juice might be worth the squeeze. But then also I think they also – you know, in their heart of hearts, I can only guess is that they think with their infrastructure and their plan for him and their and maybe their track record, which Matt rule, as far as the, you know, the type of players and situations that he was able to recruit and and have some good, you know, return on investments from uh, temple players and obviously Baylor that he feels that, you know, it's worth the risk or it's a good match. And so, um, you know, I think that they know the, 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 you know, the backstory as much as they can, but also I think they are willing to operate with these, uh, two gentlemen and especially specifically Gilbert, uh, with a clean slate. And that's where you have to give a ton of respect for him, where he's, I, I'm assuming, uh, that, you know, when he sits in front of coach rule, everybody's putting everything on the table and he says, I'm going to judge and treat you, you know, with ultimate respect, with no prior, uh, you know, assumptions to lead to, you know, future decisions. I'm going to take you as you are here. And this is what we need from you. And I think that's why you saw him commit and be happy to come here. And it might be a good change of scenery where, you know, he's at LSU and Georgia two kind of highly intense where you're constantly facing competition. So if you have an off week, off month, uh, or just kind of are, you know, lack a little bit of focus, you know, off the field, you know, here's two or three guys that are just as good as you. And, you know, you have that here at Nebraska, but it's a totally different part of the country where you can just really, really focus on football, focus on being the better person 
And uh, ideally, hopefully that's what Nebraska is trying to do uh, to get the most out of him on and off the field. Yeah, that's a great point. And so just a little bit back, a little bit of background before we get into some uh, different plays um, from Marik. Uh, he is the second transfer from Georgia joining MJ Sherman, that outside linebacker slash D end uh, type body. And then also another SEC, former SEC guy, um, Nebraska brought in three former Florida Gators, Chief Borders, Corey Collier, former five-star safety, another highly touted dude. Right. And then the long snapper, Marco Ortiz, um, too, from, from Florida. So, again, uh, ta- former t- former talented guys that they are bringing into this program with a lot of SEC flavor. So it's going to be really interesting. But uh, so, yeah, let's let's get into these highlights that we found of Eric Gilbert. And, again, all of these are going to be coming from his true freshman season at LSU. They used right. him in a variety of ways. Obviously, when you're 6'5", 250 pounds, you're, you're in that mold of Kyle Pitts. Um, when, when Eric Gilbert was a true freshman in 2020, Kyle Pitts was kind of uh, doing his thing at the University of Florida. And, and you know, he's, he's doing some really good things with the Atlanta Falcons right now. But just a big, strong, fast guy who moves well. Uh, they use him as a traditional tight end, lining up next to a tackle. Um, they put him in the slot. They put they lined him up on the line of scrimmage as kind of your traditional X receiver um, out right. there. So I mean, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds out there. It, that's got to be um, you know got to give the the little corners something to think about. But um, <laughs> this this first this first play here, I thought was a really good one to to kick this thing off. Um, they are at Missouri, and and he 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 brings in a really a really difficult catch, um, big catch radius, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. And that's what you look for in the modern day tight end. You know, obviously these, you know, for him, he's a guy where coming out of high school, that's his walking around weight. And so if you like boxing, you, you know, a guy that doesn't have to, you know, he didn't have to build himself up to be six, five, two fifty. I mean, look at him right there as athletic as, as can be high points, the ball. So, you know, you talked about a matchup problem for the little corner There's a matchup problem for a pretty big, you know, decent sized linebacker like myself. I'm being, six, two and a half, you know, I mean, that guy right there, look at the route, pretty good route right there, comes out of his break pretty good, obviously locates the ball, uh, and then obviously is able to go up within traffic, obviously, I think that's, you could, you know, maybe be a little bit early, you know, pass interference, but to bring it down and uh, catch it, and and this is when he's a true freshman, so this is a guy coming right from the high school, I would say these guys are just out of prom, and getting into prime time, and so right there, that's a, you know, a big time catch right there, and that's why you see he, you know, coming out of high school, he was the number one rated tight end. And so when you think of being 6'5", 250, even though he had a, you know, short time at LSU um, and then obviously, you know, two years at Georgia, you know, I, I'd like to think and hope that some of the the, the nuances and the uh, tenacity and the accountability and the standard of what he learned at those two places uh, would become come with him and entrenched in him. So, you know, the biggest thing I think with a guy like this, is he competitive? Does he want to get better? Does he realize that he has to get better? And can he take, you know, accountability and hard coaching? Not not personal coaching, hard coaching. Because when you're trying to get somebody to reach their potential like him and and really get them to be goal-oriented and focused on where he could be, which obviously would help out the team, the better he is, you're going to have to tell him some hard truths and he's got to be able to accept it. So you, you see it right there. I mean, that's, that's a catch that you see from a receiver. And I always say, look, man, when you got a tight end that's wearing a single number, he better be a bad dude. And and, and uh, so if he's wearing that number two or any type of single number uh, that's not an 80, you know, he's he's a real deal. So it's it, this is look, it's a tight it's a good throw, but it's even better catch. And so this is what probably is exciting for 
you know, the Nebraska uh, coaches, Coach Rule, Coach Satterfield, and all our offensive coaches because, uh, you, you know, being that big, you're you're able to, you know, maybe set some edges. And when you look at South Carolina, when they were really rolling, those two games and where they had their coming out party against South Carolina, they had two big physical tight ends. So when you're matching with Fedoni and a host of other guys, you know, you got to be excited. And Jay, uh, one of the good things that I really enjoy about doing these videos with you is I pick up on some things and and what I picked up on here and what you've uh, said as well when we do skill, skill guys uh, tape, he's a hand catcher. Uh, right. This one, this one, he he didn't let it get into his face mask. He didn't let it get into his chest plate. He caught it with his hands yeah. um, and, you know, secured the catch, uh, a difficult catch at that. So uh, that's the first thing I noticed on this. And then, um, so that was a traditional um, kind of tight end, tight end lining up next to the offensive tackle. And now he's split out wide here. Yeah, I mean, this is good. This is the versatility you want in this modern day, you know, college football you want you know when you have a good athlete like him i mean not good he's a great athlete where you want to be a, him to you know play in the line outside he's out at the x right here good route a good this is called a you know a reverse china route essentially just a, a quick under route with a, either a you know a seven cut a corner route or a vertical by number two but you look at him getting off the getting off the ball reading the leverage again hand catcher Big, strong guy. You know, you'd like the route to be a little bit better because he rounded it off. But being an 18-year-old kid, again, that you like it, catches it, that big catch catch radius. Now, look, he's able to box him out per se. That's why tight ends are good. Now, what you really like is the, the strength and the run after catch. You know, you're looking at five yards after initial contact, break a tackle. Hmm. And uh, then he had to, you know, wherewithal have good ball security. Actually, it's probably more than five yards. He actually got another 10 yards right there. That's a, you know, it could be a game, you know, potentially changing play where you not only get a first down, you flip the field. And then you see him here again, out wide. Now, I mean, look at this, the body type of me. I mean, he's a good looking athlete. Yep. Obviously, that's going to get coaches excited in this day and time. Um, and then the ability to run different routes. And they know right here, look, he, he's showing you right there. He, he is, It's going to take three or four guys to tackle him. And if so, if you don't have a really big time tackler, open fields, you know, space tackler, a little corner right there is like you mentioned before. He's just bouncing off him like a gnat, and uh, he's taking two or three guys in Auburn in a highly contested game in the SEC as a young, true freshman uh, playing against a veteran defense and a veteran uh, program here in Auburn. Look, it's third down. That's where you want your guys to make money and, and, and to be, you know, uh, you know, a factor. He catches it two yards, right, two yards to the first down, not only breaks the tackle. The leg strength is what really is, is you know, a paramount. The balance right there, he got – five or six more yards and it takes one two three four guys to take him out he's a big strong kid man i mean now granted we need everything else to, to kind of match the potential and the athletic ability but you like what you see here and then you also you see him right here uh off the ball um into the flat they they know to get him good i like the, the short area quickness and the run after the catch no fair dodging you know 15 16 15 16 yards i like this right here right this is, how, this is let you know he knows how to run after the catch, run away from it, get his shoulder square, and then ask for somebody to come to the party. Now, look, they're getting beat pretty bad, but these are guys that he's playing against here in this situation that are trying to earn jobs. So he's out here playing football. Granted, you like the game to be 42-42, but in the SEC, there's no days off and no uh, you know plays off. And these are the guys that you're seeing now play for Auburn on defense in the sec so this is legit competition he's an 18 year old kid and so this is a good opportunity for him to continue to grow as a player 
Um, because I'm going to tell you about the SEC teams. You know, if they get you down by, you know, at this time, almost 39 points, they're trying to hold you to three points. So these guys are playing hard, and so is he. And so what you like is the physicalness of, of his run after the catch and, the, and, the, and the quickness to put his foot in the ground as a big guy here. Now, uh, so there are a lot of highlights where um, Arik just did not go down easy. I mean, I really Correct. loved really loved his mindset that I think he went in when he had the ball in his hands. Uh, I think he knew, like you said, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, will he meet it at Nebraska? We, we don't know that yet. But, you know, just looking at him and, and his time at LSU, he's just a freak athlete. And I think he knows that about himself. And that's why you see him you know, getting that extra five yards, 10 yards, kind of just like ripping through a, a arm tackle with with those uh, powerful legs and, and uh, frame that he has. Um, so we know he, he can catch the ball. We know he can be an effective receiver. But when I was watching the, the film of him, I was trying to find some uh, examples of him being a willing blocker, an effective blocker. And I, and I did. Right. And that right. was really good, really good to see. And that's one thing that I'm wondering about with Nebraska's current tight end room is we have some receiving options there and i and i really like it i know thomas fedoni um you know, look back-to-back serious knee injuries that have kept him off the field um but i'm pretty confident in thomas fedoni's receiving ability right. uh, of course we want to see it on the field i'm, I'm not saying he's he's going to be just you know a heisman trophy winner or whatever uh but um one thing that i'm wondering about with this current nebraska tight end room is the blockers in there do they have right. effective and willing blockers for when it's third and four, third and three, third and two in November in the big 10. And we're, and we're wanting to pick up the the first down um, on a, on a run, uh, you know, are, 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 are they going to have, you know, a tight end come in and be a Travis Volklek type big body. Who's, who's right. not afraid to stick his nose in a chest plate and, and drive through. And I think Arik Gilbert, he is that, I mean, I, I really liked what I saw in the run game from him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of blocking is obviously there's there's want to first, right? That's yeah. want to. You got to want to block somebody. You got to want to put your, your your body on somebody. Then the technique comes, and this, this is a young kid right here going up against Bama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you, when you're looking at Bama's defense, every single one of those guys are in the NFL. You see Joe, and then up, up top, you see the best corner in the league. Both of these linebackers have been drafted. Uh, and so here's a wraparound ISO, essentially getting to an old school ISO at a different look. A young freshman right here going up uh, against number eight, who was all SEC, and he's got to meet him in the hole to create some space for this running back. You like it? Good leverage, knows where the run play should go, and he does a good enough right. He almost got to pancake. If he would have really finished him, he could have got his first pancake with a little syrup, but it was good right there. It was a good block for a 10, 15-yard run, and more than that. And so he sprung this play right here. Obviously, they had some good movement up front, yeah. but we're concentrating on him. One is his willingness to block, and then I like the technique. He knows where it is to ISO. The running back has a clear path where to go. His big body is able to seal people off. So it's not about flat backing people. It's about setting the edge, getting your leverage, creating a, a hole for the running back to do his job. And then after that, it's up to the running back to continue along and, and obviously make a good run. And this right here, you see a really good angle right here, which is a hard block, right? He's wrapping around, have to get his square, his shoulders, shoulder pad square, then he also has to have good leverage. He's a big 6'5 kid to get down and be at the pad level right there with that Alabama linebacker. Now he gets to able to use his big body and wall him off, which is uh, going up against Christian Harris, who was a pretty effective linebacker at Alabama. So that's a really good block, and it's showing his willingness, right? First and foremost, willingness to block and pretty good technique for an 18-year-old, 18-year-old kid uh, playing in SEC. SEC, that's uh, 
a pretty big feat. Yep. And then uh, a final example here. I really liked uh, this one as well at Vanderbilt. Yeah, again, it's a different positions right here. And, and again, it's a play. It's a little bit of more of a, a counter ISO. But again, I, what I like is the willingness first, the technique. When you're seeing he's got to seek out a linebacker, right? You see the initial pop right there and the leg drive. And then he knows he, he has the leverage already. 6'5", 250, a young kid. Uh, so they can't just say he's a pass catcher. You know, a counter weak side ISO right here. And there on a contact, he gets his, he gets his pads low, and then he drives his feet, walls him off, smart. Uh, good technique right there, right? You're not going to flat back and start knocking people down, you know, play in and play out in the SEC or the Big Ten. You're, you're playing against Division One athletes uh, that are going to bring it. And Vanderbilt, you know, obviously always is trying to be a little bit nasty on defense, but I like it. I like the play right here. I like the willingness. I like the ability to find out and seek out to who you're going to block. There's no hesitation on contact. He moves them at least one or two yards, so you got the good leg drive. Uh, of course, you like his pad level to be a little bit lower, but he's 6'5", almost 6'6", 250 pounds. And then he does a really good job of staying on his block, right? Like Velcro. I always talk about our defense. The guys need to get off blocks better. But what he does is with his leverage, right? And that's his God-given, uh, you know, frame, 6'5", 250. Contact, recover, right? Rolls his hips. You see him. Leg drive that those big strong legs that we saw breaking tackles helps him block, and then he flips his hips right there, which is really, really good. And that's a technique thing, right? So he's not at this point, he's 18 years old. He's he can't be Gronkowski, he can't be that. What he's doing is being an effective blocker when asked upon. So when you look at his tape, right? And when you look at his tape, Sherman's tape, the guys from you know, maybe from Florida, all, all everybody that comes in high school. You know where they come from, JUCO, high school, transfer portal. The the one thing that you can see from all the recruits, and especially him, right, especially in, the, in a need position um, that has some, you know, obviously more playing time than anybody and success, you know, as far as his 35 catches as a, as a freshman, he's walking in with more tangible take. So you, what you see and what I think all, which is kind of a repetitive thing with Coach Rule and his staff is, is that you see, oh, I see what they're looking at here. I see the potential here. I see why they would bring him in. Not just, hey, hey, we need a tight end. Let's just go down the list. You're a tight end, bring you in, and then be like, oh, well, he can't really play dead. You see that this guy can play. So really what's going to be interesting is how he makes an adjustment to being in Nebraska and, and, and obviously, you know, being here in another school. Um, how he brings, you know, you know, the tan in the tangibles, right? The work ethic, leadership, and then also taking advantage of the opportunity. And then how the coaching staff, support staff, give him the resources or work with him on a game plan to, so he can be as successful as he can be off the field, academically, culturally, relationship-wise, and make him a better person or, you know, not a better person, but add to him as a, as a person, which then will accentuate him on the field. So, you know, look, it's a great opportunity. He has, look, he has, he's coming in here and, and – and, and to, you know, partner most likely with Thomas Fedoni, you got two guys that were the number one tight ends, respectively. Then you'd like to see them compete and make each other better and understand two's better than one. Don't be afraid of competition because I can tell you what, the, uh, the quarterback's best friend in a new offensive system, which is Casey and Sims, is a tight end. You know what's even better than that? Two of them. And they're both big targets, right? Both of them are 6'5", about 250". Both can run, 
Um, both were, I, I know Thomas Fedoni is a willing blocker, right? So right there, I know I can work with that. We got to do whoever the tight end coach is and in their scheme, work on the technique so they can be effective. Now you're talking about some matchup problems here, right? Two guys that got big frames, good catch rate radiuses. That's how you create a little bit more offense while the offensive line gets, you know, get intact. The receivers kind of work themselves out and see who's the, you know, one, one, a one B two, a two B so forth and so on. Um, so I like what they're doing. And so now we just need everything else to kind of fall in line and, uh, you know, everything could be on the up and up, you know, moving into next year. Going to be quite a first first uh, job in college football for Bob Wager, uh, Nebraska's hey. tight coach, after spending the past 17 years at Arlington Martin uh, down in Texas doing some yeah. things for the Warriors there. Uh, two num- former number one uh, overall tight ends. And, uh, it could be. Hey, look, look, man, look, look. You could have two former number one tight ends with tons of potential and, you, and, and, and tons of opportunity. Or you could have Jay Foreman and Steve Merrick in your tight end room. And then that's what you talk about. It's a big, big job. So you're getting paid pretty good. You're mm-hmm. at Nebraska and you're looking at two big, strong athletes just to start with, along with all the other guys in there. Yep. It's not that hard of a job. And he's looking at it. He's looking at a positive. Like it could be a lot worse. You could be at like a Northwestern or somewhere where you don't have any tight ends. And maybe you're trying to have open tryouts on campus or you have some old heads with a semester or two like myself uh, that might try to come give you a couple of plays. So, yeah, it's it's still you'd like to have, you know, two, you know, two or three tight ends that got NFL or that, got, you know, pretty much just, you know, all conference and going to be, you know, foregone conclusion into the NFL. But, you know, what he has he has two guys that uh, are at the same point at their career and he could have a big influence on their year and years to come so i'm sure he's looking at it like that and, and hopefully he does a good job yeah absolutely all right uh so that was the black shirt breakdown uh arik gilbert edition uh arik gilbert the 10th transfer overall for, for nebraska uh so that was uh, jay foreman i'm steve mark and that was a black shirt breakdown we'll see you all later